The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Well, good morning and grace and peace. All right, I'll let you respond. Good morning. Good morning. And grace and peace be with you. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. So in our gospel today, we have just heard the very beginning of a long sermon given by Jesus in Matthew's gospel known as the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus' sermon begins with these words of blessing that we have just heard, beatitudes we refer to them as, in which Jesus names those whom God favors, those whom are blessed in the reign of God. There is a scene in a Monty Python movie about Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. I have to admit that it sometimes comes to mind when I read our gospel for today. In the movie, The Life of Brian, Jesus has just gone up the mountain with his disciples, but it was really difficult for people to hear what Jesus was saying. Big crowd, no sound system. Well, why don't I just show you? Now you will think of this scene too when you hear the Beatitudes. sorry. <laughs> but as the daughter of a dairy farmer, I kind of love that interpretation. <laughs> Yet as absurd as Monty Python can be, the truth is Jesus' Sermon on the Mount is equally as absurd when we compare his words to what we usually measure as success or happiness or blessings in our lives. Blessed are the cheesemakers, 
The absurdity of that line reminds me that even though the sermon Jesus preaches feels like familiar and comfortable words to those of us who have heard them again and again, his sermon actually turns everything upside down. I imagine the crowd saying, what did he just say? He couldn't have possibly said, blessed are those who mourn? I must have heard it wrong. Blessed are those who are persecuted? No way. What is Jesus talking about? I mean, think about it. The people Jesus names as blessed most certainly are not the people society considered blessed, right? No matter if we're talking 2,000 years ago or last Sunday, these are not states of being that we seek out. Jesus turns all our ideas about blessing upside down and inside out when it comes to God and God's kingdom. And in so doing, he lifts up two profound truths, countercultural truths about God and God's kingdom. Two truths that we can, in fact, spend a lifetime learning to understand more fully. The first truth is that God regularly and relentlessly shows up just where we least expect God to be in order to give us freely what we can neither earn nor achieve. Love. Blessedness. For it is often in our moments of deepest disappointment or despair when we finally and helplessly open up to the presence of God God who gives without asking, God who loves not as a response to our actions, but because of who God is. Often it is in our brokenness we experience the power and presence of God most fully because all of our self-madeness has fallen away. Often in our moments of disappointment and despair, we are finally able to abandon all those cultural notions of blessing as happiness, wealth, fame, power, whatever, to be opened up to God's presence, to God who gives without asking and loves, not as a response to our actions, but because of who God is. One of the most helpful books that I read a long time ago in seminary was entitled, The Suffering God. This book invites us to think deeply about how God is present with us and in our world. Yes, God is present in our joy, in our celebration, in our wonder, in our passion, in our creativity, in our curiosity, yes. But God is also, and uniquely so, present always where there is suffering in our world. And in fact, God meets us in our suffering. God suffers with us. Blessed are those are us when we mourn, when we're lost, when we hunger for deeper faith. Because God will meet us with the promise that we belong to God forever. We are members of God's household. We are part of God's kingdom. Which brings me to 
the second truth that Jesus in his sermon for us today lifts up. We are members of God's household. We are part of God's kingdom. And as such, we are linked to what God is up to in the world. We are part of the ways through which God blesses all those God bestows God's favor. We, in fact, bear God's blessing, God's care. We bear God's compassion, God's mercy, God's justice. We proclaim it in every baptism. It's a part of our baptismal calling. We become a part of God's creative and redeeming work and word in the world. So then, in a way, really, the Beatitudes are just descriptions of God's kingdom, where those who are lacking or mourning or powerless are not forgotten, where honor comes not from what you gather for yourself, but from what you share and give away, where mercy, not judgment, becomes the norm, not the exception. In the Beatitudes, Jesus is simply describing the kingdom of God. Looking out into the crowd, Jesus sees many who are outcast, who are lost, who are persecuted, but in God's kingdom, they are also honored and welcomed and cared for. Jesus draws them and us all together into the family of God. Jesus draws us into God's family, teaching us to see each other, too, as God's beloved, teaching us to meet one another at our points of brokenness, teaching us to convey love and worth and purpose. The world often teaches us cynicism, doubt, and fear. The world often teaches us that we don't really have it in us to make a difference, that we aren't really worth that much anyway. Jesus teaches us something different. And God empowers us to be something different, a force of love and healing in the world. In the coming weeks, um, we will hear more from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. But today, his sermon begins by making a very bold claim. Absurd, but true. And it's actually not about cheese. It is about promise. We are God's kingdom here and now. We are blessed by God and united with God in the healing of the world. Thanks be to God for this good news. Amen. <laughs>